Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's award-winning, that's award-winning, Man on the Post. Uh, my name is Chris and with me I have got Leeds fans Ross and Colin. Hello there. Hey. And I've got Everton fan, rather probably very smug Everton fan, Adam. <laughs> Hello. How are you guys doing? How are you all? Marvellous. It's been quite a weekend, isn't it? It has. Colin, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> I, I took a trip to Manchester. Right. Um... Yeah, let, 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 you know, let's just say it. Um, I, I attended on what? behalf of... Uh, go on. Colin, was your trip to Manchester more, less, or as successful as Brendan Rodgers' is? <laughs> well, Brendan Rodgers didn't go to Manchester, did he? He went to Salford. <laughs> definitely more. <laughs> yeah, definitely more, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I attended the... Well, I attended the UK Podcast Award. It was uh, held at the uh, Midland Hotel in Manchester. Very it's swank- as well from what I've seen. It's a very swanky, sort of old-fashioned hotel in, in the mm. centre. Um, made my trip up from, from Chelmsford, and uh, I, I wasn't the only one there. Um, I also took hashtag Colin's mum. <laughs> so I, I don't know who came up with that hashtag, but it... It, it was Mark, st- I think, wasn't it? <laughs> it was great. Um... So yeah, me and my mum were there representing Man Post. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a little bit like the Oscars. Um, so, you wore so a tie, didn't you? I wore a suit, a tie. Yeah, um, fancy shoes, and uh, yeah, there was uh, the head guy making a speech. At the, at the beginning, and then like the Oscars, they un- unveiled golden envelopes with who the winners were, and there's a little bit of fanfare and introduction for for each uh, category, and uh, we were up for a sports and recreation podcast um, against two other podcasts, and uh, this this shocked me, but <laughs> we, we only went and bloody won it. To be fair, uh, one of them was Leonardo DiCaprio and the other one, and he never wins at the Oscars either, so... <laughs> So yeah, I had to go on the stage, guys. Uh, made a little speech, and uh, yeah, it was just—it was just a great day. How nerve wracking was this giving a speech? Sorry, Ross. How nerve wracking was it giving a speech in front of other podcasts? Well, well, it was, and I had um, I had some thoughts of what I was going to say, and then a little bit like the the old podcasting mistake where you, you leave your headset on mute and you keep talking. <laughs> I, I did. I, <laughs> I, I didn't put the microphone close enough to my face. So um, early into my speech, a lady had to come across and just shove it close to my face. And I just thought it'd be funny to, to go testing, testing. 
and that didn't go down well. But um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a great event. Um, really professionally done. Really fancy do. We've got a trophy. I'm sure you've all seen the pictures. Um, and yeah, really, I, I just I just wanted to be there because I thought you know I, I think it'd be it's, it's a good award I think for all the hard work that everybody on Man on the Post and there's probably 10, 20 people who've been involved at some time or other um, since when we started in 2012 I think it was Ross uh, yeah April 2012 I mean yeah, some of us have worked harder than others Colin we, the, the, <laughs> us here we couldn't be smug on our own this little group here <laughs> putting the hard yards in yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I just want to say that I, I just want to be there because I thought we sh- we should have a representative there just in case we did win, and we did, which was great. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who voted for us because that is really what got us that award because it was 50% um, judges vote, 50% public vote, and I think the public vote really made us cross the line. And and also thanks well, Rather for- than the content of the actual episodes. Yeah. I'm really intrigued <laughs> as to what podcast they listen to to judge us on. <laughs> Well, I think if you actually look at the, 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 the New Media Europe team who were hosting the event um, mm. and the UK Podcasters Awards, one of the most, by a clear mile, interactive podcasts on Twitter was us. Um, and that, yes, that stood out by a mile. Quite a bit with the UK Podcast Awards. And, and they like that, and they retweet us a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, I just want to just, you know, I'm not going to get all melty, but I just want to sort of, like, doff <laughs> my cap to, to Ross, because... This is something that, that Ross put in place three, three and a bit years ago. It's been a lot of hard work. And we've been up for awards before and, and not got there. Mm. And it's, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. Everyone's put a lot of time in. And there's also cost as well. And, and that's stuff that Ross has, has had to manage and deal with. So thank you to Ross. But also as well, thank you to, to everybody who's been on a podcast. So... That's my little, my little melty speech. Joe, you have a group. <laughs> I'm not very good at those sort of things. Sorry. <laughs> Colin, did they did, did they did they ask you my question? <laughs> Your question? Yeah, they yeah, asked they, on Twitter, weren't they, for questions. They asked from... people. They said they were going to do. A, they were about to start, and they were like tweeting if you want to ask the podcast questions. So I tweeted in a question for you. <laughs> Oh, I didn't get that, but I'll try and answer it now if you want to repeat the question. Dear <laughs> <laughs> Adam. My question was, Colin, do you find it... Well, it was Man on the Post. How do you find it possible to be so entertaining and yet so informative at the same time? <laughs> With ease. I'd say um, I'm probably not the right person to answer that question. <laughs> Speak to Adam Scott Allen. <laughs> um, then the jig would be up. I tweeted yeah. it from my own account. <laughs> Should have got Andrew's account on <laughs> but, but no, seriously, I mean, I, I, was, I was approached by people from France and Belgium asking for my pearls of wisdom on, on, how to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> on how to make a, a successful podcast and uh, some top chef wants to make a, a cookery podcast, so he obviously picked the right person speaking to me. Um, <laughs> I was like, mm, okay, mate. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it a really good day, really good evening, and uh, yeah, just thanks again to everybody who, who was involved, and yeah, really chuffed. Excellent. Well, we don't really normally have moments of self-indulgence, so we hope you forgive us that one, because um, 
it means an awful lot to all of us. But shall we talk about less important stuff like the Premier League? I just wanted to say before, because I'm jumping off, I'm not saying oh, okay, sorry. Football, football talk back about that. I just wanted to say uh, like thank you to Adam, Chris, uh, Mark, uh, Emma, Tom, Greg, James, Colin, um, JJ's been on a couple, hasn't he, Adam? He turned up yeah. once, come on, let's leave him out of this. Yeah, on our 50th, 50th episode, actually. Um, <laughs> my friend Mark, we've had Moose on, haven't we, Chris? We've had Laura. Yeah. Emma. Uh, Emma, yeah, Paul. Joe. Joe, definitely Joe, who's on next week. Look out for that. Mr. Entertainment. Um, and anyone else who's actually ever been on the show, Andrew Tanner's been on a couple of times. And yeah, it's just thank you to anyone that's ever been on. It's like when I said, there's we, we, there's no budget for this. We just kind of did it, did it all off our own backs. And I never once thought that we'd actually win any sort of awards for this. It was just done because it was a bit of fun talking to right. talking football with some mates. So Ross sends out a random Facebook message and look where we are. Yeah, exactly. I asked Adam out of the blue if you wanted to do a podcast that sounded something like the Football Ramble, and this is where we are, what, three and a half years later on. So, And they're nicking yeah. stuff from us now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you to everyone that's ever been on the podcast, that's written for the website, that's interacted with us on Twitter and all those, everything. Just thank you very much. Cool. And with that, I'm going to literally drop the mic and leave. Right, well, there we go. Uh, back on to uh, less important matters. <sighs> Right, this is a heavy heart. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I going to do Manchester United 3, Liverpool 1, I'm going to sit and listen to you talk about Everton 3, Chelsea 1. So, what would you rather do first, Adam? I'd rather talk about how brilliant Everton were. Go on then, let's do that then. Stephen Mays with a perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot header. And, not just that, we were fucking brilliant. We, we, um, just why were football, you brilliant? Because uh, uh, the, the football was absolutely lovely. Yeah, why, why was that? Was that the players or was that what the manager told them to do? Well, Mark's not here, so I can talk about how good Roberto Martinez is, can't I? <laughs> Go on, then. I'm just going to start gushing if we do this. Maybe we... <laughs> you want to give him like... a group hug as well? It'll be like Colin talking about the award, but me just talking about how much I love Roberto Martinez, and I'll end up talking about his brown shoes. Well, he's not here. You can talk about his receding <laughs> hair if you want. Ah, that's I'm, I'm old enough to remember seeing Roberto Martinez play in real life, so... He was part of the three amigos at Wigan. Well, and look, look where he is now. Eh? He's really made it. Yeah, you go. But um, no, just honestly, the football was lovely. Um, just we had we, we, the contrast to watching Chelsea play, where we had the amount of times where we were able to just, with the use of brilliant football, have Seamus Coleman in, and. Um, Gallagher in space, just on the wings, just bombing forwards when you've got Chelsea fullbacks that aren't allowed to cross the halfway line. Um, would you think you've had the same result if Bessie should stayed on? Um, it's difficult to say because obviously we had such, such a little impression of uh, how the game was was unfolding. He was only on the pitch for, what was it, nine minutes? Mm. And, and obviously, some of that time he's going to have been spent on the floor, injured. So, um, it's the difficult to say. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that Naismith scored a hat trick, but I don't think we won that game because of his, because of some sort of individual, mo- like just brilliant match performance. It's not like you you watched watched Steve Naismith grab the grab the match by the scruff of the neck and just win it on his own. Mm. He just scored three very nice goals. 
Mourinho started to feel the pressure, but didn't he? He had his um, little tete-a-tete with um, Martinez afterwards about who should go in the press conference first. And then his post-match interview, he said, people are happy to see me lose. He's starting to get a bit self-pitying and... Uh, 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 we've not really seen this from him before, have we? What I think is interesting as well is the way that the um, the media's now started... The, the way the media's reported that. Was this the argument? Yes. It's like they're they're happy to turn on him now. Yeah. It's diff, diff, not many not many managers come back from that situation, do they? No, this is what he started doing the first time round, wasn't it? When he started going about the eggs and waitrose and all that sort of thing. He had the few results. He had the the draw at home to Blackburn, didn't he? Before and then he had the draw to was that the Rosenborg Rosenberg as well? Is that when it? he talk, is that when he was talking about the eggs? I think it was either then or the week before he was talking about the eggs, wasn't it? I don't know. My favourite part of that whole season was was that where he started off at the beginning with his crazy um, haircut, with all his hair chopped off. We're saying he had a haircut and he was ready for war. Yes. Yeah. Well, look where that ended up. <laughs> what about you, Colin? Do you see this? Yeah, I did. Um, can I? Can I just? I, I'm not always Martinez's biggest fan, but I don't think Adam has blown the trumpet loud enough for Everton because I think. Tactically, they absolutely nailed it. They, it wasn't a case of Chelsea being on a bad day. It was that Everton were amazing. I've, I've, I've seen Naismith in a friendly against Leeds before the start of the season, and he was rubbish. Um, they were going to ship him out to Norwich, weren't they? This guy isn't a prolific striker. And, and, and as Adam said, it, it wasn't the, the Naismith show. It was just that he was in the right place at the right time. But it was the, the way that Everton did everything right that just gave him the opportunities to get, get those goals in. And, and the other player that stood out for me as well was John Stones. Yeah. Money easily... can't buy you stones. No. Um, he could have easily sort of been a little bit put off by all, all the attention he's had because of Chelsea. And they just, Everton made Chelsea look silly, I thought. Um, I, I, I know it was just one game. I know it sounds a little bit still like hyperbole, but... On that performance, if you were just taking that performance alone, John Stones looked like a centre-back who was worth £40 million. Yes. Yeah. Cool-headed. Never in doubt. I, I do have one question. One incident I saw that was never... It was never picked up by Match of the Day anyway, which was um, the sort of grab, head-butting, stag-like thing going on between... Um, Diego Costa and Jagielka. What what was that about? I mean, it, it seemed to sort of go under the radar, but they were all over each other at, at one point. Um, Costa, isn't it? He'll do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I tell you what, Jagielka wasn't for having it. He gave, he gave him, you know, a full full rebuttal back. That's the thi- that's my, that's the thing with Diego Costa. I don't think he's a true hard man. Have you seen the vine of him and um, Momo Sissoko? No. Uh, he's backing into Sissoko and he's using his elbow to try and elbow Sissoko sort of in his midriff or in his um, or towards the upper part of his body. Sissoko's having none of it and punches him in the side of the head. At which point Costa sort of grabs his face and looks at the referee. I think you're right. I think he's, he's not a proper hard man in traditional sense, is he? I think I think I don't think he's a hard man. I think he's a mentalist. Yes. And he. And He'll 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 start on it. He'll go for anyone, 
But he'll go for those people who are anyone who's remotely hard. He'll then be in trouble, and he'll hope that he can scare off the people who who um, are just pretending to be hard. Mm. We saw it with um, Skirtle as well last season, didn't we? Mm. Um, just, just just on this as well, uh, we had a we had a question that was put into us from Colin Render, and he asked the question: How long has Jose got before he get before he gets the sack? It depends. Next week's a massive game. They're at home to Arsenal, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, personally, I don't think he's going to get the sack. But um, we talked previously on this podcast about he's only ever lasted three seasons at a, at a club, and and Jose's into his third season. This time round at Chelsea, um, something something's not right at Chelsea. And and I, I, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. I said this, I said this on the on the, on the sports show yesterday with Ross, but I don't buy the whole line that was coming out of Chelsea. This idea now that um, Abramovich is happy with Mourinho and happy for him to do whatever he wants. I still think that there's that part of of Abramovich that wants Chelsea to be playing nice football. Mm. And I think he'll tolerate Mourinho's methods when they're getting results, but as soon as his methods don't get results, they start to look really ugly. Yeah. This is the whole thing, isn't it, about where he fell in love with football at the um, Real Madrid United game, wasn't it? All those years ago, and he's not getting that with um, uh, with Mourinho, is he? Well, the, the thing is, is that if the results, because Chelsea stand on four points, if that had been Brendan Rodgers, who was one place below Bournemouth, the, the fans would be up in arms, and so would the media. Fans are up in arms anyway at Liverpool. Yeah, because well, the thing with Liverpool is they've got four points that they don't deserve, Colin, so... Well, yeah, but they've, they've got the points, but the, the thing is, is that from, from Chelsea being so... winning the Premier League... A cakewalk last season to being where they are now. I so, something something's happening behind the scenes. It has to be. Well, it was the first Premier League hat trick against Chelsea since 2011. Who scored that one? Manchester United. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't actually. It's, it was. Oh. Uh, uh, it was. Sorry, I said yes because he went there, but it was, it was Robin van Persie. And it's Chelsea's worst start since 1986. So 1986, Adam. Wasn't born. There you go. Uh, and speaking of managers in their third year of not, uh, well, of uh, maybe having their sort of third year itch, we're going on to Manchester United 3, Liverpool 1. Morally, Liverpool won this game because Ben Tech's goal was the best. Is that fair to say? I mean, if only that's how it went, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We should get at least one point for the goal. If that was the case, then Chelsea would have a point because that goal by Matic was pretty nice. It was, wasn't it? It was very good. Um, Liverpool fans on Twitter getting rather hysterical, which isn't particularly unusual. Um, the vine going around of Klopp walking down the tunnel, touching the This Is Anfield sign was going around. Um, they did all right in bits, didn't they? I mean, they had the shot where Firmino just missed. The Haya made a few saves as well. But this isn't working out for Brendan Rodgers, is it? It's not working out for Liverpool and Brendan Rodgers in any way whatsoever. His signings just aren't working out. I mean, there's talk today that he didn't want Sturridge to join. Um, and instead of buying... Uh, he wanted to sell Daniel Agger and bring in a guy called Alan Tate from Swansea. 
And it's just not working. It's just not working out in the way that he wanted. He had his vote of confidence from John Henry in the summer. Well, the, the thing was, with his signings altogether, was that he was in charge of signings, and then he bought he bought Joe Allen and Barini. Well, and he's part of the transfer committee, isn't he? So, so, then, so then they went, hold on, you're no longer in charge of signings. We're going to have a committee, which he's still part of, like you say. Hmm. So, I don't understand this whole... Um, depending on what side of the Brendan Rodgers fence you sit on as a Liverpool fan, either all the good signings are the ones Rodgers wanted... Hmm. Or all the bad signings are the ones Rodgers wanted. Um, I'm well. The more and more it goes on, the more you just can't see it changing, and you're just kind of falling down on the other side of the fence to Rodgers, unfortunately. Um, and the problem is, he doesn't help himself with his demeanour, does he? His, his smugness, his you know, the way he thinks that. that well, the way he just thinks is 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 better than perhaps what he is. Do you not think that, that they'd be better if they just, instead of having this um, transfer committee, they just had a director of football who was in charge of signings? Well, they had that, didn't they? They had Damien Camoli at some point, didn't they? That's true. Liverpool have fucked up every way you possibly can, haven't they? <laughs> Jamie Carragher tweeted the other week that he wished Liverpool was good buying players as they were selling them. It probably isn't a bad analogy to make or bad, a bad observation to make. I can't think of anyone apart from Chan that's come in in the last year or so, really, that's made any difference whatsoever. And Chan was played out of position for most of last season as well. Coutinho? Was that a Rogers signing? Well, none of them are Rogers signings then, are they? We... Well, they, they are to some extent, aren't they? Yeah, so... It, 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 if he didn't agree with the signings, he wouldn't pick the players. And you can maybe see that with some of the players that have been bought since he's there and gone out on loan. Aspas and people like that. Well, maybe that's also because he is supposed to be making these players better. Yeah. Essentially, that's his job, especially if you're not in charge of, if you're not solely in charge of signings. Mm. You should be making these players better and you should also be getting the best out of the players you're working with. And that has always been his remit, isn't it? That's what he was supposed to be when you get this, when you hire a man from from Swansea who's worked in a system similar to that. Mm. Liverpool didn't go and hire a manager who they could, who would they could give a, a checkbook to and could assemble a team that would win, win. They wanted to build something, and he's failing miserably. Yeah, yeah, he's not leaving any kind of legacy there at all, is he? There's, there's nothing there really for anybody to work with that comes in. So, over under then, Chris, when when does he go by? Um, I, said he, I said he'd be gone by Christmas at the beginning of the year. There's nothing really. Wow. There's nothing to change that at the moment unless he starts picking points up. I mean, you're right in the fact that he's got four points that Liverpool don't deserve. And John Henry must have noticed, must notice things like this as well. I mean, he's not, he can't be a stupid guy by any stretch of the imagination. And the problem is as well that you add to that, I would say that they've got, what was it? There's, I'll be generous and say it's only two points against Bournemouth because I don't think that, I don't think the Bournemouth goal should have counted either. Right. So, so some people say you should have lost that game instead of won it, but I will just call it a draw. That's very kind and, of you. I know, I'm a charitable guy. <laughs> and there was a, I can't remember what the other one was now. It was against Arsenal, wasn't it? Where um, The offside, wasn't it? Aaron Ramsey's goal should have counted. Yeah. And when you add to that, that in the opening game, Coutinho got you out of jail in the 86th minute against Stoke. It, the, when you add together the manner of the performances and the fact that 
you're scra- you're just scraping by. Even mm. the points you have got have been have been scraped up. Mm. Yeah, we could quite easily be sitting in the relegation zone at the moment. <clears throat> Colin, these are your tips for the Champions League place. No, no, no. I I, I I think it's easy to throw doom and gloom at Liverpool. I, I it's also fun as well. I don't. I don't think it's fun. I I don't think Liverpool are in that bad a shape. They're missing Sturridge. They really need him. Yeah, but Teke's isolated. Stop no, planning. For, stop planning for having Daniel Sturridge around. He's at no point in it. What? How old is Daniel Sturridge now? What? Twenty four, twenty five. Hmm. At no point in the in the seven years he's been playing professional football has he ever shown any ability to play thirty games a season. You could argue he wasn't given the chance at Chelsea to do that. You could do, but you could also argue he wasn't given the chance to get injured. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but but when storage is good, storage is good. I, I, I don't think Rodgers' is, is position is, is under threat. I really don't. I think it um, is. Look, and, it's, def- it's definitely under scrutiny, if not under threat. The first half, it was nil-nil. The first half was dreadful, right, by both teams. Right, It was, it was pretty bland. Okay, and then it's it's at Old Trafford. Okay, they've got beat three one, but you'd expect Manchester United to win at Old Trafford, and yeah, but would you though? Newcastle drew. Well, not maybe as, Newcastle went not, with a mindset not not to lose. Well, yeah, that's, that's, there's a revolutionary for idea for Brendan. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, but Colin, you say you go to Old Trafford and expect Man United to win, but not if you're predicting them to finish in the top four like you did. Ch- Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, do not go to Old Trafford expecting to lose. Well, yeah, but the Premier League is, is always crazy. They're, 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 what, three points off fourth place as opposed to Chelsea, who are 11 points off the top of the table. It won't be like that at the end of the season, We'll see. I mean, can, can we have a little? Can we? Can we just not have a little few words about Benteke's goal? Because that that was magic. It was as futile as it was. He 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 was floating. He was floating in the air, twisted, and that could have took someone's head off. That shot. He's saying he's careless. No, I'm just saying that that was amazing. Colin's right. Disallow it. <laughs> his, feet, his feet were above head high. Cameron Jane had one disallowed for the other week with something similar. Yeah, yeah, but th- this was uh, that, that was a, that was a, an amazing goal. It was. It was fantastic. We're going to move on. Um, we'll move on quickly to Palace nil, City one. Um, Alan Pardew continues his um, one man argument against pensioners in the Premier League by arguing with uh, Manuel Pellegrini. De Bruyne looked good when he came on, didn't he? Did he? Well, yeah, but <laughs> the, the, the big story is, is about the fact of where having to go off, isn't it? With the Champions League coming up. Yes. Didn't look good, did it? No, the reckoning's OK for this weekend, but um, they're stuck with Bonnie and... Uh, is it Inaccio? Can I just, I just want to point something out here. I'll take another moment to be a little bit, a little bit self-serving, because we've not done enough of that already, but... I, <laughs> I, I had to be laughed at when I said at the beginning of last season that I didn't think that Wilfred Brony was that good because he couldn't stop scoring goals for Swansea. And then Man City played £30 million for him. Since then, he's had 16 games and scored two goals. Oh, there you go. So this, You've improved, right? 
This boy's the way forward. John Watson liked his squad number, didn't he? 72. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed quite taken with that. Um, but, that but you're right about Bonnie there, weren't you? I mean, they got rid of Negredo, didn't they? He's hardly an upgrade on him. Well, they also got rid of um, Dzeko this season as well. He's definitely not an upgrade on him, in my opinion. No. No. Well, City, though, they won their last 11 Premier League games in a row, 29 goals for and four against. So they're doing OK, but we'll see how they get on tomorrow night because the Champions League's never their thing and aguero then that can't help either. Um, Pardew let me down. Pardew, yeah. His yeah, he had, or? yeah, he had a great opportunity to, to land a fistful of fives on Pellegrini's old face and he didn't do it. You're advocating violence against pensioners. That's because... Like, I am when it's pa- by Pardew. Pardew's become, <laughs> become self-aware now, Colin. He knows he could be in that England job. He's got to behave himself now. He's going to start wearing a blazer soon. He's an <laughs> yeah. almighty bellend of the highest order, isn't he? Pardew? Yes. No, he's fantastic. No, he's not. He is. He's not. I think have, he's brilliant. He's a nasty piece of work. I have, don't like him. Have, have either of you guys ever seen when um, when players get inducted into the into the NFL Hall of Fame and they get to put, they get presented with gold jackets? Oh, he'd love that, wouldn't he? He'd wear his that's in bed. What, that's what Pardew's going to be wearing soon. <laughs> he'd wear his in bed. He'd wear his in the shower everywhere, wouldn't he? But instead of it'll be got so instead of the nice tasteful one that you see Roy Hodgson in with the FA crest on the, or, or just by the lapel, it's just nice, normal, a nice, a nice old man's respectable navy. Pardews is going to be gold with the three lions, huge all the way across the back. And his chair at Wembley Stadium, his seat in the dugout will be leopard skin. <laughs> <laughs> Have I told you about? Um... Alan Pardew's training kit. No. So, what, so, with, with pards written on it? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. R- rather than AP, he's got pards written on it. Honestly. <laughs> and you want this man to lead our footballing country? Name another Englishman who's, who's a better manager. I don't, care if, I don't care if he's an Englishman or not. <laughs> Gary Monk. Eddie Howe. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter if he's English or whatever. Best man for the job. Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> well, it means he live in Liverpool. That's fine. <laughs> um, elsewhere, Arsenal 2, Stoke Neil, Woncott and Giroud. Uh, Jack Bullen got man of the match for this. He made some great saves, didn't he? Well, my fantasy football tells me he made ten of them. Did he? He made ten very good saves. In fact, he's had a pretty good season. He's done very well so far. Has he got you a lot of points, has he? He has, but no clean sheets. <laughs> No, which is very odd, and tells you probably a lot more about Stoke. Yes, they've lost that ability to defend that they used to have. Yeah. Um, Norwich 3, Bournemouth 1. Uh, 10-man Watford 1, Swansea 0. Um, Watford scored with their first shot on target in five games. Um, West Brom 0, Southampton 0. Uh, since taking over, Tony Pulis has won... Uh, or since taking over, Tony Pulis has got the most clean sheets for West Brom in the Premier League uh, since he took over in January. And did anybody know what's helped Berahino get through the last few days or so? Banter. Banter. Banter uh, helps everybody. Sigh. Him and Darren Fletcher have been all about the bants, haven't they? He just... He got, he, you know when you hear about those stories of maybe like a, um, a wayward athlete who's lost his way and they, they get an in, a, someone uh, has a, makes an inspirational phone call to them. Like a, like some sort of sprinter being phoned up by Michael Johnson or something like that. I could just or a recently retired female British marathon runner get a phone call from a disgraced American cyclist. 
Yeah, well, sure, yeah. You just got just Richard Keys on the phone to Berahino. <laughs> you can imagine that, can't you? In fact, you can imagine Berahino being in Nando's taking the call. <laughs> He's going, I've got it covered, I'm already in Nando's. <laughs> Having played golf. Um, Sunderland, no, not Sunderland, it was Sunderland, no, Tottenham one, wasn't it? Yes, that happened. Yep. You're not going mad. No, that's okay. I wrote Newcastle down. They're playing now, aren't they? Uh, and then Leicester Villa 3. Leicester Villa. Leicester City 3. Aston Villa 2. Now, Villa were 2-0 up in this, were they? Let's, let's talk about Tim Sherwood a bit more, Colin. Are you a fan, Colin? Yep. You, you know I'm a fan of Tim Sherwood. I can't figure out whether you... I know Emma can't stand the sight of him. You're a fan of Tim Sherwood. Go on, then. What happened to Tim Sherwood? Well, his it's, it's players capitulated. His players, it's, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not when you when you've got a two 0 lead and you lose three two mm. in a matter of minutes. Mm. That's not Tim Sherwood's fault. You don't think it's any kind of poor oh, no, management? Oh, no, no. It's either so. It's not his man management or his tactical ability to change to see out a game or substitutions or or the players he signed. It's just the players. When when you lose. As a fan, and I've seen this as a Leeds fan, when you've got a commanding lead and then you lose the match in minutes, I would not be shouting at the manager. I'd be shouting at the players for for being weak. That's what they were. Let me give you a scenario. You're, you're a team like Liverpool. You're playing away oh. at a ground like Crystal Palace and you're 3-0 up with five minutes left. <laughs> when you draw that game, 3 all, who do you blame? No, that could, it, that's, that's such a crazy situation. That could never happen. I know. It's just, it's just something I plucked out of my head. It's not like it's scarred in there or something. You've got to blame the manager. He can't see the game out. He's got he's got tactics to... Uh, or he's, not got t- he's got substitutions to play with when you're tuning up. He took off a striker and brought another striker on. Why didn't he take off that striker and put another defender on or a defensive midfielder? Ifs and buts and maybes. Hey, you're not... Gi- <laughs> Listen, you're not giving enough to Leicester. Forget forget Sherwood in this. It's not well, Sherwood's, Sherwood's, Sherwood's tactics allowed Leicester to do this. Sherwood's the one who came out saying it was the worst day of his life as well. That's true. And, uh, admittedly forgetting that FA Cup final he couldn't get his players up for either. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I mean, hey, you know, I, c- I can't defend Sherwood on this, can I? Because he's, he's, he's had a bad one. So well, You just said it was his players. If, Listen, yeah, I know I am, but if if there's people out there with a, um, what, what what do you call it, a vendetta or a sort of a project to try and destroy him, then an agenda, like, like, an agenda like like you two guys, then fair enough, fill your boots. <laughs> I'm you've, not got, go- you've got all the you've got all the weaponry you like in this match. I think he's got more than enough to worry about the mine and Adam's agenda against him. I, know, I, I, do you reckon? He, I don't know. What if he? What if he does listen to this? He, he might do. Oh, then, we're gonna, oh. then we're going to see some better substitutions next week. <laughs> what I would say is, um, because Mark tweeted from his, his account last night, I think it was, about just how good are Leicester and how long can they keep this form going. Because if you look into the sort of the back end of last season and the start of this, they're up there in terms of, on form teams. Well, they've got more points than anybody, haven't they, since April? 
well, this is the thing. And, and I replied to him and I said, Brain says that Leicester City should struggle this year. And I, and I put them down for relegation. But if you look at the stats and you look at the form, they're doing everything right. They're great. They're doing brilliantly. They've, they've bought well as well, haven't they? And they've got options up front, haven't they? They've got um, Vardy or they've got Uchoa or they've got um, the Japanese fellow I can't work out, but that doesn't make me racist. Um, I just try, I can't, I can't, whatever his name is. Um, but they have got options all over the pitch, haven't they? The, the problem Leicester will have will become when they've got very little to play for. They're going to have something to play for the whole season. They're big. I think every team has got something to play for this season because the TV deal next season. I think until they're mathematically safe. I mean, they, you could be mid-table and well, that's in, you could be mid-table in February and fifteen points away from the relegation zone. Newcastle proved you could still get sucked in. Well, no, but Leicester could get themselves to forty points pretty quickly. They carry on the way they're going. Yeah, I mean that's probably the aim for them, isn't it? It's probably the aim for. That's seven, what I mean. That's what. That's when you could see you could see a team that gets to forty points really quickly and takes a long time to get to fifty points. Yes. Maybe never even gets never gets there. Like West Ham last season. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because I'm sure if you go back and listen to podcasts in the middle of September last season, we're probably talking about how good can West Ham keep this up? How good is Sam Allardyce doing this? How, he's got them playing nice football. Mm. It didn't last. No, it didn't last, and there's. Um, Allardyce to Sunderland keeps coming up, doesn't it? Well, I, 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 it's it's Allardyce to whoever uh, you draw. You draw a li- two lines in the Premier League, and it's Allardyce to whoever go, fires their manager first below that line, and Klopp to whoever fires their manager above that line. So Allardyce to Chelsea. Well, that's where the lines are. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on. Uh, we'll quickly do the Champions League, shall we? Um, I think Ross might be back. Hello. Hello. Anything yes. you'd like to add on Tim Sherwood? What a dick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not particularly. I just don't like him. Fair enough. Well, we're in the Champions League now, anyway. Um, okay. Tomorrow night we've got Manchester United, or PSV versus Manchester United. Philip Cocu in charge of PSV, uh, who played for Louis van Gaal's Barcelona um, once against Manchester United. Uh, Memphis going back to his former club as well. What do you reckon to this one? Did United just paper over the cracks on Sunday, or have they turned some kind of corner? Um, what, man, you? Yeah. You, you, well, you bloody well hope they've turned a corner, because they've spent enough money on it. I mean, they weren't it massively just... convincing, though, were they? No. No. To be honest, Liverpool were just awful. But I don't... They, they, they still don't... They control, they're still controlling games. You also wonder whether they could be... that. Their style of football could be more suited to a, to European fixtures. And they're Rooney list tomorrow as well, aren't they? So it'll be interesting to see that having sold RVP and Janazai and Hernandez, what they're going to do. Fellaini. Fellaini. Lumpy looks a big man. <laughs> um, Chelsea versus Maccabee Haifa on Wednesday night. Now, this could be another Rosenberg. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, I would say his last game. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea won winning five, Maccabee won three out of their last five. It would be a, a big result, but every now and then these sorts of things pop up, don't they? Bradford City and, um, like we said, Rosenberg before. Yeah, it's not out of the way Chelsea lose, is it, the way they're playing at the moment? Palace the other week as well, didn't they? They won at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. The, 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 the problem you have is how much... Int- 
intent are you going to see Maccabi Haifa going at Chelsea with? Hmm. Are they just going to go there for a draw, you think, or are they just going to think so? Well, they should just go and attack him. You might as well do. You're going to get tonked anyway, aren't you? Yeah. I, I, I definitely tell my left winger to have a go at that right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Arsenal away at Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb are winless in 15 Champions League group games. Wow. That's some going, isn't it? Now, would you want to keep that going to 16 and 17 and maybe get some kind of record? <laughs> I'd be surprised if that isn't already a record. Yeah. Even if it is, extend it. Make it be- Make it... Yes, Unbeatable. make it a record that can't be beaten. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're there for, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's be fairly well in Eastern Europe, don't they? Normally, deceptively well, don't they? Because people think this is one of those places they don't fancy going, but they normally do all right, don't they? Yeah, they normally score three or four. And yeah, comfortable. it's at home against Monaco. They think like that they struggle. Yes. <laughs> well, it's not just at home against Monaco. It's, it's anywhere in the first knockout round of the Champions League. <laughs> <Yeah>. To anyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to specify Monaco. Are they the England of um, the Champions League? They qualify well, and then when it gets to the knockout bit, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. But they can do it without any English players. <laughs> um, elsewhere in the Champions League, you got Real Madrid at Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Rafa's back in the Champions League. PSG versus Malmo. Zlatan plays against his former club. Um, Roma versus Barcelona. It's quite tasty, isn't it? Did you mention yeah. Man City? Mention who? Man City. Uh, no, no, we did we? Should we do Man City quickly? And Juve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Juve, have, um, they've tanked so far in Serie A, haven't they? Shit mm-hmm. to the bed is the term. <laughs> they've dropped eight points so far. It took them 15 games to do the same thing last year. Mad. City without um, Aguero. Yeah, so that we were saying, they've got um, Bonnie up front. Mm-hmm. Doesn't fill your confidence, does it? But, but the, the Juve defenders probably prefer that, though. Well, well yeah, probably they've got, they've got the back to be Keeley, but they've lost that midfield, haven't they? Mm. Pirlo and um, Vidal and the other bloke whose name I keep forgetting. Tevez has gone as well. Was lost his mates. Yeah, um, they kept Pogba, but Mandzukic has come in as well, hasn't he? He would cause a bit of trouble. Was it? They've let, was it? Uh, was it Lorente or the person you've forgotten? No, I'm sure there was another him. midfielder as well. Uh, what, Pirlo? Pirlo. Vidal. Vidal. Tevez. That's definitely somebody else. <laughs> um, I forget who it was I, who I was listening to on my way home from work today on one of the other podcasts that Chris likes to get his material from. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was. I haven't one. listened to any of that this week. Oh, then I could have got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, um, I can't remember his name now. Who's the, um, who's the centre back stroke? Fullback who, who plays for Switzerland in the UV Lich, team, Lichstein. Yeah, who um, was a little bit haunted by Sterling in the in the um, internationals recently. So was that, it he that won the penalty against? Yes. Well, the less we talk about that penalty, the better. You've <laughs> <laughs> got rid of was it Isla? Isla? See the other one? Might have been. Oh, it was a while ago. I think I've forgotten now. They have signed Sammy Kadira and Hernandez, though. So yeah, Hernandez they got from Inter, isn't he? He's not a bad player. Yeah. Balotelli played well for Inter last, for um, Milan last night. Came on as a sub, albeit in a losing cause. Mm. Did he score? Uh, no, I think he hit the post and came close with a couple of free kicks, but he did it all right. He, you know, he's gonna have, if he doesn't score a, a goal soon with some hilarious t-shirt and uh, slagging off Brendan <laughs> Rodgers. 
<laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed in Mario Balotelli. Yeah. Um, right, we'll move away from the Champions League to our final part of our podcast this week. This is our All-Star Premier League five-a-side. Last week we did... We did last week, did West Brom, didn't we? Mm. Ah, that was... Um, one for the hipsters, definitely. This week we're a bit more mainstream. We've gone to Manchester United. So what we want, we want a goalkeeper, defender, and then any three others to have played in the uh, Premier League era for uh, Manchester United. I've gone for Fabian Barthez in goal, then Yap Stam, uh, Christian Ronaldo, Ryan Giggs, and Mark Hughes. Uh, Mark, not here this week. He's gone for Fabian Barthez, Yap Stam, Paul Scholes, Andre Kanchelskis, and Dwight York. Um, do you guys want to give me yours? And then I'll do the <coughs> others out. I've got, I've got two different teams. You did. You went you, very different. You went rogue, <laughs> didn't you? I went rogue to begin with. Do you want that team first? Uh, go on then. Uh, that one had uh, Massimo Taibbi in goal. <laughs> Eric Jemba Jemba, uh, Liam Miller, Gabriel Obertan and Jordi Cruyff. All um, legends within their own right. Well, did anybody see Tom's team? Yeah, but Tom's was just a, a, a cheap rip-off of Ross's team. It was. <laughs> <laughs> My actual team is Barthez in goal, uh, Rio, Scholes, Ronaldo and Dwight York. OK. Um, Adam, what's yours? You haven't given yours yet. Um, I've gone for De Gea. Uh, yeah. Rio. Paul yeah. Scholes. Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney. Sorry, did you say Wayne Rooney? Yeah. <laughs> in five or OK. You're the only one that's gone for De Gea so far, by the way. Wow. Um... Colin, Mark, what's your, um, Colin, what's yours? I've gone for uh, Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Ryan Giggs. Yeah. David Beckham. And Eric Cantona. Okay. Uh, and went for Peter Schmeichel, Rio Ferdinand, Paul Stoles, David Beckham, and Eric Cantona. Um, a couple of other shout outs we had uh, at Joe Disco24, Schmeichel, Rio, Keane, Stoles, Ronaldo. Uh, at Sabodo. Went for um, Bansar, Rio, Keane, Giggs, Ronaldo. Uh, at Tattooed underscore two, who runs the At Retro United website. They're, um, they're quite good fun for a follow, even if you're not a United fan. They've gone for Schmeichel. Well, he's gone for Schmeichel. Vidic, which is a good shout. Giggs, Ronaldo, Cantona, and Emma's better half, Cheesy Chips. Went for Schmeichel, Stam, Cantona, Beckham, and Rude van Nistelrooy. So... In goal seems to be a toss-up between Schmeichel and Bartes. I went for Bartes because this is five-a-side and he'd be quite fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can need to say his area, though. That's the problem. That's why De Gea is the better choice. Same with his feet. You think better than Bartes, do you? Yes. I went with Bartes just because of that madness factor, which would would also be uh, ring true when I I select my Arsenal um, (laughs) 5 a team. I think Bartes would be pretty good at five-a-side, much better than he is at 11-a-side. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but winner, my, my, my problem with that is that five of sides are normally played indoors, and Fa- Fabian Batters has been known to take a piss on the pitch. <laughs> well, if somebody as as does it in his D, he's fine. <laughs> no, you're not allowed now, five side. Um, Colin, quite a few people on Schmeichel. You're one of them. Do you want to give us your reasons? I, I, I just struggle to think of how how you couldn't put him in. Really, I think he's probably the most popular vote. I don't, is, uh, I don't understand these people going for Bartos over Schmeichel. It's more fun. I think... Into entertainment. And, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's a faster game. It's a... Um, I don't know. I get the feeling that Fabian Bartos would enjoy playing 5 side more than Peter Schmeichel would. 
That's why it wasn't that good. Overrated. <laughs> Best thing ever did was Dane Pack adverts. He played behind Pallister and Bruce much of his career. They were pretty good. Yeah. Well, all those England, all those England caps they got between them. <laughs> hey, Bruce had to get past some good players. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to go with, the, with Colin and the People's vote over Schmeichel. Yeah, so he was a great keeper. Yeah, God, do you want to make one last shout for De Gea over Schmeichel, Adam? I just think that you could argue. Well, I'm not 100 percent sure if Schmeichel was. I was a little bit too young, but but De Gea is one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and he's certainly much better with the ball at his feet than Schmeichel is. Right. Well, for us being older than you. And you pointing out the fact you're younger than us, we're going to go Schmeichel. Yeah, <laughs> Schmeichel was one of the best in the world at the time as well. Yeah. So Schmeichel in goal. Um, no shouts from Mark Bosley, it's outrageous. No. <laughs> no, or um, Tom Heaton. <laughs> uh, Defence then. Um, Rio is top with four. Um, Got me in there. Then Yapstam. And then there's lots of other people with, uh, with one vote. It's Rio, isn't it? As simple as that. No, because he's Rio Ferdinand. He's a ball-playing defender. Oh, yeah, you want a ball-playing centre-half. Yeah. Yeah, I, see, I just remember all his ricks more than anything else. Mm. And do you know whether, know whether he might not be allowed to turn up for nine months? <laughs> I don't think those bands extend to five or something. Because I've played five or something when I've actually been banned, so... Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just change your name. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're someone else for that. You're, well, you're all right, you've got three first names. <laughs> you can switch it around. You can get away with it nine times. If you get booked, say your name's Scott. (laughs) And and, and now we're going to replace him with Alan. And then, then, oh, he gets banned. All right, here's Scott. (laughs) I'm convinced that Fabio and Raphael only used to play one half each. Yes. (laughs) My only other possible uh, inclusion in defence would have been Laurent Blanc, just for classiness. Uh, he was beyond his time there which United wasn't he? he was yeah and you can't sweep up in a, in a five <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't languidly stroll around can you with a no. flag hanging at your mouth um, there was one person that he didn't mention on, on the tweets that were sent in that was from Alan Marshall I right. thought I did sorry and, and oh, no, uh, I, that, I think I know the reasons why because I, I think we'll come on to that later okay <laughs> I think there's an, an anti-Beckham bias certain number seven um, but Alan went for Schmeichel mm-hmm. Steve Bruce as mm-hmm. his defender good shout Beckham Giggs Cantona and as manager Sir Alex Ferguson yeah so that's probably you see I'd rather have a big solid choice. defender at the back like Stam or Bruce than someone like Rio who'd go faffing about up front and then you'd be caught at the back <laughs> that's a good argument as long legs though we get back in no time at his peak he was one of the best in the world you definitely go with a player who can play a, a ball playing centre half of either side. Would you? Stan was a blocker, wasn't he? He was he also a lot. Do you remember Stan versus Zamorano? Why can't we just have him for that? I remember Stan versus Owen in his debut and getting absolutely fucking roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Stan versus Zamorano? Where he was um, Zamorano trying to back into him and he just kept pushing him back with his chest yeah, and sl- sledging him. <laughs> uh, okay, well we'll go for Rio then. Although I, write, I do write this down with incredibly gritted teeth. <laughs> Having seen what he did at QPR last season, <laughs> um, finally from my Leeds days, which was which was mainly launch fashion shows, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, hats. <laughs> right. Well, this is, I think, where the fun begins. So we're choosing our three further outfield players now. Cristiano Ronaldo has got five votes. Does anybody not want him, Ronaldo? In? What the second best player to ever play the game? No, I think I have him. <laughs> no, I, I don't want Are him. You, he's trying to say he's not as good as Kevin Gallon. <laughs> 
I'm not, I'm not going to put out who that number one is. That's for you to decide. <laughs> yeah. I, don't uh, think, I, don't, I don't think this I'll ever say this, but I'll, can I hear more from Colin? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going for Ronaldo first of all? Yes, yes, yes. I'm yeah. more from Colin on, on this subject. Right, Colin. No, no I, don't, I don't want him in. You don't want him in. Who do you want in no. ahead of... Oh, you, you don't want Cristiano Ronaldo in your five-a-side He team. wants the other Man United number seven. No, no. Let's, let's, let's talk about the three. What... Um, so, so where would you play Ronaldo as? A midfielder or a forward? Anywhere he wants it to. Doesn't, Ronaldo. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> On the pitch. Yeah. He's, in, he's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have him as a midfielder because I've got Dwight York with my striker. Yeah, I'd probably have him in the middle but I don't think he particularly listened to me when I told him where to stand. So. <laughs> well, that was when I was when I was talking about this with Ross, I said that if if um, things were looking tough with Wayne Rooney, I would have Roy Keane in and would have moved Ronaldo up front but mm. he just has to be there. So, Colin, you've gone for Colin. You've gone for Giggs and Beckham. Okay. So, why is David Beckham better than Cristiano Ronaldo? I'm going to just cover it. I'm going to just cover it this point. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. no. You're starting off on a negative agenda already. We're talking about who's Mm. going to make up the final three. Don't say is Ronaldo better than Beckham, right? It's it's our best three Manchester United players. Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I would argue that Ronaldo's best days have been at Real Madrid, not Manchester United. Right. He, he did have an amazing, excellent season at Manchester United. He scored 42 goals one season. But when you talk about a Manchester United five-a-side, mm. Ronaldo was never... He's, he's not an ever-present for, for Manchester United. He's, he's been there and left, OK? OK, okay but... It's a little of... bit like saying, oh... Um, well, Beckham played for seven wait, years or so wait, after he left. Yeah, I know, but I, I would say, if you're going to put a team together for... Where would you put Wayne Rooney? I would not I select wouldn't. Wayne Rooney. Listen, I, I would not... I haven't finished. Listen, <laughs> I would not select Wayne Rooney in an Everton five-a-side team because right. he didn't spend enough time there and he spent the majority of his career outside of Everton and at Manchester United. So I'd put him in the frame for Manchester United. Likewise with Ronaldo... I just don't think he's done as much of a shift as some of the other guys. When you look at people who've played for life for Manchester United during the Premier League year, it would be a Gareth Neville, a Keane. You know, Keane didn't play for life in the Premier League year. Paul Scalzi, man. Ronaldo's made seven more appearances for Real than he did for Man United. Seven. (laughs) Yeah. He's also won the Champions League at Manchester United and the league and countless other trophies. They wouldn't have won the Champions League that season, possibly without him. Scored was it forty-two goals he scored that season, and then he scored thirty odd the season after. Was it the oh eight oh nine season? Was it? I think he left. Hey, at, he left at the end of oh nine, didn't he? Look, 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 guys! You're not you're not going to get a pushback from me on Ronaldo if he's in the team, <laughs> as, long, as long as as long as David Beckham's alongside him. But the problem with Chris, with putting David Beckham alongside him is that. If you take that that classic midfielder David Beckham played, and he's the worst of the four midfield players. Hmm. Are you going to want David Beckham, who was quite a static ball player, in your five-a-side team? Can, can I just tell you a little bit about David Beckham? Stood against the wall, right. smashing, smashing balls right. at the net the other side. No, no, no. The, you don't get many opportunities to bend free kicks in the top right-hand corner. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Shut your faces. Right, listen, <laughs> right? Not my words. Listen to this. His team spirit is unsurpassed and he is one of the best English players of all time, right? Florentino Perez. Mm. Okay. The man that plays 20 million for him. On the pitch, 
Beckham sees everything before everyone else. Carlo Ancelotti. David Beckham is Britain's finest striker of a football. Sir Alex Ferguson. Not my words, the words of geniuses, right? So I'm. I'm Genie eye, isn't it? <laughs> listen, listen. And you Florentino are arguing, Perez. <laughs> listen, you are arguing to potentially not include the best player in the Premier League era. Okay, that, but we can, all, we, can all do, we can all do that, Colin, because I've got one here that says, in the last 15 to 20 years, the best central midfield player that I've seen, the most complete, is Scholes, Xavi. The toughest opponent, Scholes at Manchester. He is a complete midfielder, Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, let, let, let's, let's do the stats game then. Okay. Um, 115 caps for England. I'm getting popcorn, on, on only one player has got more caps than that. The England thing is largely irrelevant, though, Colin. This is about Manchester United. No, no, but you, don't, you don't become the England captain for 59 games, right, if you're shit. There's you do because you won't call over the managers. Or when there's no other options. There's no other options. What, so Steven Gerrard wasn't doing anything, was he? Or, or John this Terry? Is all, this is all there, part but... of the Sven Goran Eriksson hello era wags things. He was bound to be captain. Uh, how many of those sub- how many of those substitute appearances did he make at the end as well to get that cap record? Yes. <laughs> right, fifty nine caps for England as captain. Only three other players have achieved better than that. Right, so let's not okay, poo poo uh, that. Okay, but right? to be fair, only... Cristiano Ronaldo can't make, make any appearances for England. <laughs> so no, but I'm, I'm not I'm not rolling out. Cristiano Ronaldo's Portuguese stats. Feel free to do it if you like. Have we got Ronaldo in the team? Have we? Are we arguing yes. about whether Beckham should be in or not? Ronaldo All right, stick, stick him in, stick him in. I'm, I'm still on the Beckham debate. Go on. All right? I think you guys are nuts. I tell you, David Beckham is the only English player to score in three World Cups. Beckham got 17 England goals in 115 games. Scholes got 16 in 60. Do you want England stats? Pow. More efficient. Goals. Back at you. And, right, didn't, okay. and didn't take free kicks. <laughs> or, pe- or penalties. If you ask a person on the and street... And played out of position. Listen, if you ask a person on the street... And the most some of those World... World Cups are played in hot conditions and ginger people are not good there. Listen, if you ask most people on the street, the most well-known Manchester United player in the last 20 years, they will all say David Beckham. They wouldn't say Ryan Giggs, he played for 23 of them. I'd put Ryan Giggs in there. I'd put Ryan Giggs in there over skulls, I tell you. He scored more goals. He scored more goals and, he, and he's got a left foot. He scored goals, Paul Scholes. But I'm I'm not being funny. But you are. I, I'm not. Being, <laughs> I would argue that David Beckham's record. If you go through his achievements, there is nobody in the Premier League that's got what he's got. Right? Let me just give you a little few little well, things. Well, there is. Right? There is. John Paul Terry. Scott, Paul Scholes, for example. <laughs> no, no. Listen. All right. All right. Paul, Paul Scholes. Whoever you want to say. Right? Have they achieved this? Uh, PFA Young Player of the Year, 1997. Um, Da, 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 da. That was a really big. weak start. Oh, come on. <laughs> now they won that. Listen, right. he watched... Listen, PFA Team of the Year, 1997, 1998, 1999, 2000, okay? Oh, can I just uh, argue that point? That's a popularity years, Just like Enoch Carl Walker is one of the young player of the year in the PFA Awards. Every now and then, a Manchester United player in training would have to dip off to the toilet and instead of running all the way into the toilet they'd run to the side of the field and from 50 yards away Paul Scholes could hit him on the ass and they used to, they used to hate going to the toilet outdoors when Paul Scholes was training because he'd do that now David Beckham couldn't do that 
Jermaine Janus won the young player of the year. <laughs> Go on, carry on. That's Colin left the building. <laughs> no, no, I'm, st- I'm still here. I'm, I'm just arguing that in his pomp, he was England's best player. No, he wasn't. Right? Yes, he was. He's Paul Scholes is England's best player. Uh, sorry? Paul Scholes is England's best player. What, what, what? Yeah, he refused to play for England. Because he didn't see the bloody point, because Sven kept sticking him out left. Yeah. We should have built the team round him, not put him out on the edge of the pitch. But that, that's, <laughs> that's your argument. At the end of the day... It wasn't just, it's not just mine. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Still- he ain't scored as many goals as Ryan Giggs, has he? Who? Scholes. Well, he didn't play for 23 years, did he? Yeah, and he wasn't in, in an as advanced position as Paul Scholes, was he? Who? Giggs. He was on, well, the, left he was on the wing. For how, for how long did that happen? Because Paul Scholes didn't play behind a striker all his career. Mm. Played alongside Keane for a large part of it. Boys, you argue, you argue amongst yourselves whether you want Scholes or Giggs in, because I think it's... <laughs> them two because you've already Scholes, got Ronaldo well well no the problem is you've got you've got Ronaldo and Beckham in and so you just need the other <laughs> we haven't got Beckham in but we uh, have we've, Rossi, got, we've, we've agreed Ronaldo and Beckham we <laughs> Rossi are you worried about running time tonight because I think that might um... no it's alright <laughs> hey hey listen I'm not alone I am not alone Alan Marshall Tom Bryan Emma our own Emma all on my side she's hormonal and pregnant <laughs> That's four votes, yeah, right? Yeah, she's very hormonal. She just, saw a pic- <laughs> she, just saw, she just saw a picture of David Beckham right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made sure not to look at any pictures when I did this decision making. I'd have put him in if I saw a picture. <laughs> um, I didn't pick Skulls. I, um... Good man. Yeah, I went for Giggs and Hughes, but cause on the basis that I think that Giggs would be better at five-a-side and, uh... Hughes, I reckon... <laughs> Hughes is an underrated player, I think, in his pomp. Because, hold on, why wouldn't you want a player who can move the ball around quickly and also can have a dig from 20 yards? Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced by Skulls. I reckon Skulls could be in. The reason I didn't put him in was because I wanted more pace in my team. Yeah, but we've got Ronaldo. Um... You didn't pick him. <laughs> I know, I, I did pick Ronaldo. Oh, did you? Well, you? Yeah. You don't want Ronaldo and Giggs, do you? There's too much dribbling going on there. <laughs> <laughs> you leave poor old Rio at the back, wouldn't you? Yeah. He, he plays <laughs> the ball out, he never sees it again. Well, my <laughs> idea was, was Ronaldo and Giggs servicing Hughes. Yeah, but they're not going to pass. No, they're not, they are they? They're not going to pass. Okay, okay, well, I'm... Put, put Ronaldo up front, then. Put right. Ronaldo up front. We're not making space in for midfield. Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> if we are, if we are. Beckham also won 17 Choice Awards. And one Kids <laughs> Choice Sport Award. I, you're arguing no, about that. Skull's got more votes overall. Beckham only got three votes. Skull's got four. I've now changed mine, so that's five. D- did you add mine in there? Yeah. Okay. I think I did. Because if listen. not, then it's then six. It doesn't... It's... No contest at that point. Listen, you fannies. <laughs> the, the thing is, right, if you look at that England team when it was good, right, and you had the likes of Gerard, Lampard, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, these are people who are going to walk into the five-a-side teams, okay? John Terry. John Terry's going to walk into the Chelsea five-a-side team, and so is Lampard, and Gerrard's going to go into the Liverpool one. I'm taking Beckham, Desai Beckham. over Ger- uh, Terry. Yeah. And, right. and I, I'll make sure I'm there for the Liverpool one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Beckham was their captain. And Beckham was stupidly he was their captain. Any of them. It was, he was a better player than any of them. So they're going to walk into their five-a-side teams, but you're going to exclude Beckham. Because he shouldn't have been captain of England for a start. What, for 59? No. Captain should, never, captain should never be a winger. Should be a central defender, a central midfielder, or a striker. No, He's never fine. a striker. Or no, Wayne, Alan Shearer, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is a whole different debate. But your captain should what, be a central what, defender or central midfielder, not out on the wing or up front, which is quite a selfish position. <laughs> and he was yeah. only picked so he could so he could get around the whole brand of Team England and Hello Magazine and Wags and all that sort of thing. He wasn't hey, any kind of captain whatsoever. Right. Hang on, let's Let, just say right, we've got Schmeichel in goal. Yeah, we've got Ronaldo and we've got Scholes in there. Yeah, Rio, and Rio. So, so we've got one, one place left. David, Beckham. who are the who are the players got more than one vote? More than one vote. We've got um, <clears throat> Cantona. Cantona got four. Skulls got well. We're up to six now. With Skulls. Roy King got two votes. Other one vote shouts, which obviously these are no mugs. These players. Um, we got Mark Hughes, Dwight York, Andre Kanchelskis, Ruben Nistelrooy. I mean, he'd be quite good, wouldn't he, Van Nistelrooy? Lethal. Yeah. Oh, overrated. That guy on the edge of the box, just to continually thump it in. What you need, you'd have Ronaldo dribbling, skulls with his little pingy passes to RV N, not RV P, <laughs> and Nistelroy, and then that's it, job's good. I reckon that could take the West Brom team we did last week. <laughs> yeah, but they get pissed off and start a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, you reckon in that team of four, we've got. Oh, I, I just can't see it for Beckham at all. You, you've got. You build the team around Beckham. Beckham is the first <laughs> on the team. <laughs> And a team with Ronaldo, isn't it? <laughs> a team with Cristiano Ronaldo. David Beckham is the first on the team no, sheet. No, 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 no. Don't, ju- <laughs> don't judge. Don't right. judge Ronaldo on what he's done at Real Madrid. Can I judge Paul Scholes judge on what he did at United? United. I judge him on the four just... two goals he scored. <laughs> the Champions League. Champions League. League. Yeah. I'll, I'll judge Paul Scholes in his United career as well. He never made it at Oldham. There's a bloke. <laughs> there's a bloke on top of strange ways at the moment, who's, who's rioting and protesting. And he, he reckons he's going to be up there for 40 days. And he's wearing Manchester United underpants. And I might do the same thing on my house. <laughs> Beckham is not well, in that team. Well, well, Colin, if you spent 40 days up there, you still wouldn't be up there. There wouldn't even, there'd be more goals than in one season for Cristiano Ronaldo in days you spent <laughs> on your roof. What is Beckham bringing into this party apart from a jolly good atmosphere? <laughs> your argument, Colin, for this. H- hard work, mm. effort, can play anywhere. You've got skulls. Anywhere. He can't play up front, can you? You can't interchange with Ronaldo up front. I mean, he couldn't step it, he couldn't cover for Rio. If Rio <laughs> goes Mirandering. <laughs> at least Skulls is back there with a the tackle. Yeah. The five... tactical, tactical foul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the five-a-side team, they're under pressure. They don't know who to pass to. Give it to David. He'll Please sort it. it out. He'll no, no. pass it to someone. He's the distributor. Movie. He's the master. He's your captain. Easy. <laughs> nice. He's not a captain of that team. He bloody well is. He's <laughs> not a captain of that team. <laughs> I, so, I, t- I tell you what, if you, if you want to exclude David Beckham, <laughs> fill yeah. your boots. But I would ask anybody to please tweet, once you've listened to this podcast, at <laughs> Malik Post, and ask for a revoke. You know. <laughs> Are we going to get them for treason if we don't put him in? <laughs> This isn't the American election. We can't recount in the votes. Right, OK, so if we, disc- if we discount Beckham, which I think is only quote-unquote logical, <laughs> we've got Giggs with four votes, so um, now we, now Keane we, with I two. Think, I think we've decided Skulls is in there, haven't we? So I we think really, we have we to. Need a, we, we're really looking at Cantona. a striker. Cantona with four votes. Eric, would you rather have Eric Cantona or David Beckham in your team, Colin? It's not an option. It's it's Cantona or Skulls, and you'd go with no. Yeah, it's Cantona or Skulls, and you go with Cantona every time. Right. I don't. I go with Skulls. 
I don't get this thing about how Stokes <laughs> is an amazing player just because Zidane said he was great. Zidane's the best player well, I've ever seen play football. He I, thinks Skulls is better than him. Zavi thinks he's his, better than him. Yeah. I've got more of these. I can go all day. <laughs> I've got another one as well. Someone, um, someone once asked Zinedine Zidane what it was like to be the best midfielder in the world and he said, don't ask me, ask Paul Skulls. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's a nice um, guy. That's why he said it. <laughs> Nobody he knew what it was like for 20 years because he never spoke. Ask Matt Ratsy if Zidane's a nice guy. Exactly. <laughs> who else do you want to hear from uh, how about if, it, if, it, if he was playing with me I would score so many more Pele <laughs> score a thousand goals he helped my mum across the road once Maradona there you go <laughs> right we better hey, wrap this no, up no, listen listen. on your heads be it if you do not choose David Beckham all I'm saying is I'm Colin on Man the Post podcast and I want David Beckham in and if you guys don't then then Ooh, when the haters come out, all the trolls on Twitter. You sound like uh, David Brent talking to the manager about. Um... I'm going to forward them to you. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds a bit like something for David Cameron tweeting. We're going to say you sound like David Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> David I, um... Beckham is not getting in this team. No, I'm... I'll Can put Cantona on. You swines. I hate Cantona, but yeah, I'm having him. Now they see all the Leeds bias comes out here, Colin. Just out of interest, am I the no, only one? No, I would put in. Am I the only one who picked Wayne Rooney? You are. Yeah. That is mental. I had Dwight York. Better goal scorer. Well, who else ever from? Dwight York, Ruben Nistelrooy, I went for Hughes. Um, Tom, Tom went for Manucci. Um, <laughs> Tom Render mentioned Andy Cole. By the t- yeah. I, I, I did think about Andy Cole, <clears> but by the time Wayne Rooney finishes his Manchester United career, he'll be somewhere up in the, in the top five all-time appearance makers and will have probably be close to if not their top goal scorer of all time if you speak to a lot of Manchester United fans particularly those that should have been on the podcast this week <laughs> um, they can't stand him they can't stand his first touch they can't stand what he'd tried to do to go to Chelsea and City uh, they can't stand his uh, his general demeanour they just don't want him and don't rate him at all well some of them don't like David Beckham's celebrity and the fact that he made it all about him and got a boot to the head but <laughs> that's enough to keep him out of the team for me that's true, yeah. Ferguson managed to hit him with a boot. He married the wrong spice girl. There's a reason yeah. to keep him out. He should have married Jerry. <laughs> Imagine that. She was far she's... better looking, and I reckon she'd let you do stuff as well. <laughs> she's, she's not She's not aged as well, though, has she? No. She looks a bit like Skeletor now. Yeah, Christian Horner married her about ten years too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, well, this is our team then. Peach Michael... Rio Ferdinand, Cristiano Ronaldo, Paul Scholes, and Eric Cantona. Are we all happy? Yeah, excellent. Right, brilliant. Thank yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too chuffed about Cantona, but... Uh, I'm not too chuffed about Rio. Fair enough. I'll so we're all, we're all a little bit unhappy then. I'm, I'm very unhappy. Some of us are more unhappy than others. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do this again when we come to Chelsea and to um, Liverpool then. <clears throat> yeah, Terry's not getting into that Chelsea team. No. He's, he's cakewalk. <laughs> Desai. One of the best defenders ever to play football. Let's 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 put you like for awards. You like to put awards on the table, Colin. So how many World Cups has John Terry won? <laughs> he's probably won quite a few Kids Choice Awards. How many Champions Leagues has he won? He won a dad of the year. Let's go. Daddy. <laughs> anyway, that's another. That's for a time for another podcast. So there's our there's our Manchester United team. Um, 
I am sure there might well be some debate about this. If you want to get in touch with us and ask us about this, Adam, if you want to get in touch with you, how to get in touch with you? Uh, it's Cass. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, I say 101. Uh, Ross, if you want to get in touch with you? Uh, at Ross by 1984. Christian, you need to get out your big hat. I'll, do, I'll get that out in a second. Okay. Um, Colin, if any members of the David Beckham fan club want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, to get hold of me at Cass707, but aim your complaints at, at Man on the Post. <laughs> right, and we have to draw a team for next week so we can um, we can debate. So, I put it's, my hand... Come. It's going to be Liverpool or Chelsea, isn't it? Now, <laughs> now we've mentioned them. No, you never know. This is, this is all at complete random. It's going to be someone... Really it's going to be someone really shit. Lads, <laughs> <laughs> it's Spurs. Oh, look at that. Uh, no, I've got my thinking cap on, uh, so I'm going to rummage around in that. And I sorry, was po- it Spurs? Did you say Spurs? No, sorry, that was Fergie's quote, wasn't it? Oh. Should we do Spurs, shall we? Oh, look, i got a Spurs. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. yeah, let's do Spurs. Go on then, we'll do Spurs. Tottenham Hotspur, we are after your Tottenham Hotspur all-time Premier League five-a-side. Uh, Colin, is there any England players you want to get in here? Darren Anderson. Darren Anderson. <laughs> Sol Campbell. It's completely unlinked, but uh, if it makes you feel any better, uh, better, Colin, I went to bed thinking about Joe Cole last night. <laughs> what about that, goal, that? Did it involve that goal against Sweden? It involved everything about Joe Cole. <laughs> oh, I just I, I wondered where he is. Uh, I, I didn't want to wait. I was trying to sleep, so I didn't want to. I'm going to Wikipedia him now. <laughs> Get stuck on a Wikipedia hole, starting with Jack Cole. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he's at West Ham still. He's at Villa, isn't he? Joe Cole, a guy who managed to do a good job on the left wing, unlike Skulls. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of straws being clutched. <laughs> the, the, that's very apt. Joe Cole, someone who should have had the team built around him and should have been playing in the middle of the pitch. He's only got seven less goals for him than the Beckham. How many less appearances? Uh, he, got, he only got 56. How many goals did yeah. Beckham get? 17. Is that more or less than Peter Crouch? That's less. Crouch got 22. There you go. Oh. <laughs> and I can't imagine Crouch getting on penalties either. <laughs> no. Anyway, we'll uh, come back next week with uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, and that brings us to the end of our podcast. So there's our Twitter names. Should you have any uh, any feedback for us whatsoever, then you're more than welcome to approach us on there. Any, any five-star reviews on... Uh, iTunes, we're more than happy to receive those. It pushes us further up the charts. Any of the feedback you want to give us, that's great. Any articles you want to send in to us would be fantastic. You can uh, email us at, um, is it, was it, is it producer, was it on Man on the Post? Um, anyone's first name at Man on the Post. Anyone's first, well, not anyone's first name, anyone, anyone on this podcast. On the podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah not anyone's first name. I mean, Tom is probably not going to reply. <laughs> yeah, no. or Greg. They have accounts, but they don't use them. So. Any name apart from Tom or Greg at manonthepost.com mm-hmm. um, any five star reviews as I say are great to receive if you want to write an article it's great uh, Adam have you got any uh, fancy football articles up there no I'm really lazy but if anyone knows how to get hold of Joe Cole yeah. mm-hmm. you've still got that hangover from your birthday haven't you Adam SA 101 Adam SA 101 any Joe Cole related news he's working for food he's currently wearing number 12 at Aston Villa I don't like 12 that's not a good number is it yeah. That's, that, that maybe, that suggests, maybe that just suggests that he's sitting in the stands mm. well if Joe if you're listening get in touch so all that remains to be said is thank you ever so much for listening and always remember to keep your Beckham man on the post 